Acts 13, verse 2. But don't judge me because they can probably quote you too. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. And when they had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, or in the Greek, bar The Bible said, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the sorcerer, for so his name by interpretation, this is talking about Bar-Jesus or Bar-Jesus, also known as Elamus, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who was called Paul, also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. And I want to preach to you from the subject this morning, call it what it is. Call it what it is. Is. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, call it what it is. And turn to your other neighbor and tell them, call it what it is. Are you ready to walk into revival this morning? Would you help me worship the Lord one more time? I worship you, Jesus. Have your way in this place. Stamp your authority on this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Anoint my mind and loose my tongue and loose the gift of faith right now in this place. In Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? And would you worship the Lord? Praise God. You may be seated. If I can get a little bit more monitor, guys, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. One of these messages, sometimes when you preach something like this, you've got to be very careful where you go when, if, if you're going to preach a message that's on this subject. But when, when you are dealing with what I feel is going on in the spirit. You have to do what the Lord says to do. And Paul is on a mission, obviously winning the world, and he's he's unstoppable at the moment. He is having revival everywhere he goes, and he he sails to this place, and he ends up on this island. And as he's there, he's winning people, and there's a, the deputy in the land that heard about it, and he wants to know more about the Lord. And so this deputy calls for Paul and Barnabas to teach him about the word of God. And there was a friend the deputy had who was called Elamus, which means wise man, uh, the sorcerer. And he was a false prophet. A few weeks ago in in prayer, the Lord woke me up and began to tell me to to pray against false prophets. I don't know why, but I began to bind that spirit, and I began to search the Bible as I I found different people who were false prophets in the Word of God. And I began to read about this Elamus, this sorcerer who was powerful, and he could not stop Paul. And so what he intended to do was, because I cannot stop the man of God, let me go after the person the man of God is trying to win. 
sorcery, false doctrine was this man's power. And he knew he could not stop the power that Paul possessed. And so he knew, let me try to attack the one that Paul is trying to win. Hell's plan when they cannot stop a church that's in revival is to find the ones that the church is winning and growing and developing and attack them and pull them away from the truth. They could not stop Paul. He could not stop him at all. And he began to work on this deputy trying to stop him from going towards Paul. Be careful of anyone, any person that tries to pull you away from what you know God has done for you. When God delivered you, when God washed away your sins, when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, be careful for anybody that begins to pull you away from the house of God. One of the greatest signs of false prophets is miracles, signs, things that they do to sway you away from truth. Because it doesn't matter how many miracles you see if you go to hell because you did not have truth in your life. It doesn't matter who or what was used. The devil will use anything. He'll use a miracle to make somebody backslide. He'll use any kind of word to them to make someone get lost. And sorcery, this false doctrine, this false power, this man acted like he knew God and he knew all the ways of God, but he was a sorcerer. And the Bible said Paul looked at him sometimes you've got to stare the enemy down. That's what it means when Paul locked eyes with him. You cannot be intimidated by any spirit. Now some of you have no idea why I'm preaching this, but a month ago I felt it here. There's a spirit of false doctrine that's trying to creep around some of you, and you need to stand up to it and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And you Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You cannot let any demon or any person, place, or thing pull you away from what you know is the truth. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. <laughs> and when you're anointed by God, you have to stare down things that are opposing you. Because the devil loves intimidated apostolics that are afraid to stand up for what they believe. And Paul stared him down. And when he stared him down, this is what he said. Here's the signs of false doctrine. Here's the signs of the false prophet, the sorcerer. He said, the first thing I see about you is that you are, you are full of all subtlety. The word subtlety is deceit, guile, craft. He said, you're deceptive. Let me just tell you about the devil. The number one weapon he has is deceit. Demons, as long as you can't pick up on what they are and what they're doing, can work for years in your house or in your body or in your family. But when a devil gets exposed, he has to be removed. Anytime a devil in your Bible was acting up, it was because they were getting exposed and being cast out. But a devil that is not known can work all kind of things in someone's life. Oh, I can preach it. You can blame your spouse and think they're the enemy when they're not the enemy at all. It's a spirit that's in the house trying to divide you. You can say this person's of the devil. It's a spirit behind the person that wants to destroy you. Don't let people fool you. There's demons behind all kind of things. And if you stand for truth, they know who you are. And they want nothing more than to pull you. Can I get a witness in here? They want nothing more than to pull you away from apostolic Holy Ghost, righteousness, which you know to be true. Deceit. It's funny because the Bible says that Satan is transformed as an angel of light. You know what that word light means in the Greek? It means brightness, shining, logic, or reasoning. He makes sense. He tries to transform himself as something that makes sense to you. When he's working on you, it's, he's going to make it think 
make you think that it's you thinking this. And he's, he's an angel of light. And the Bible said it's no wonder that his ministers transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. It's so his demons try to act like they're righteous and they're holy and they're powerful. Let me tell you what the Lord told me a couple years ago. He said the greatest thing the devil is doing in the church today is trying to sound like me. He's trying to mimic the voice of God through people that have no relationship with God, no consecration, no walk with God, and don't love the truth. And if he can get into the ears of people that are not all the way sold out through somebody that's working through deceit, acting like they're powerful when they're a fraud. It's in here. I, can, I know it's in here. Don't let the devil convince you through whoever he uses that anything or anybody could take you away from what you know is righteous and what you know is holy and what you know is the will of God in your life. And he said, you are full of all deceit. Trying to sound spiritual. No, be careful about people that want to seem really spiritual, but they're not really submitted. It's called deceit. People that want to make you convinced that they've got some crazy walk with God, but yet they can't be faithful to church, and they leave pastor, and they got an attitude. Be careful. It's a spirit of sorcery. It's, oh, it's, it's in here. It's a spirit of sorcery that pulls people away from walking with God. Anytime you've got a spiritual friend who has no covering, some of you don't know why I'm talking like this, but if you could see what I'm seeing in the spirit, you wouldn't be sitting at me. You'd be staring, saying, let's go to war right now because there's a spirit trying to get loose in this church that convinces people of some other doctrine. I bind that thing right now, and I curse it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the church be unified. If you belong here, would you act like you belong here? If this is your house of worship, then act like it's your house of worship. Don't let the devil come in your house. Somebody clap your hands and worship the Lord right now. Somebody magnify the Lord right now. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. You gotta see what's going on. I got I got a greater revelation. I've got a greater revelation. I'll tell you what your revelation's called in case you're watching me. It's delusion. Because the Bible said God would send spirits of delusion any time you walk away from your covering and your power and your submitted spirit to the Lord and his people. You are open to spirits that feel like God. Now you condemn everything and you criticize everything. Why don't you just be real? Because it's really bitterness that you've got going on in your spirit. You're bitter and you're upset and you're angry. And the Lord has let you turn to a spirit causing you to believe things that are not true. And when you start believing things that are not true, you know it's so powerful to you. But yet for some reason, you cannot just be convinced yourself. you got to go pull the people you walked away from. I don't care if I'm alone in this. I'm not afraid of any devil or any person that wants to attack this church and pull away people that God died for and shed blood for and delivered them to bring them here, period. And Paul said, I can see, first of all, you've got a lot of deceit. You're acting like something that you're not. You're a fraud. You got to know when it's not real. As the old saying goes, real knows real. Real recognizes real. Anointing recognizes anointing. Power recognizes power. Truth recognizes truth. But deception can blind you. And then he said, full of all subtlety and 
mischief. Now, if you're like me, which you're probably not, I thought, I thought mischief meant troublemaker. Always into something they shouldn't be. That's what we believe. He's mischievous. But when I read it in the Greek, mischief means lazy, faculty, and this is what it really means. This is what it says in the Greek. A lazy love for an effeminate life. You tolerate things. You're lazy, you don't work, and you're open to things. Oh, it's quiet in here, y'all. Y'all are nervous. It's not my first rodeo. We're either going to get it or we're not. But we're going to break that spirit before this week's over. I promise you in Jesus' name. That's what it means. Paul called him out on what he was. He said, I know what you really are. You tolerate. Tolerance leads to participation. And he said, you're full of all subtlety and mischief. Thou child of the devil. And that in the Greek is you are a pupil or a student of Satan. You think you work for God and you work for the other team. Anytime you start pulling people away from the house of God, when your unsubmitted spirit is loose, you are working for the devil, no matter who you think you are working for. Is the mic on right now? Why are you saying this? Because if they try to contact you, you need to stand up for this church and for your pastor and for all the years that Bishop has taught you the truth and say, no, sir, we believe the truth. We know the truth. We Can I get more than half of you right now? We love the truth. We will stand for the truth. Because if you're not convinced in here right now, they'll, they'll convince you. Make no mistake about it. Some people, they, 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 get me, they, get so, they say the devil's dumb. The devil's not dumb. Read your Bible. He was the wisest angel ever made. The Bible said the first thing about him in Ezekiel, he's full of wisdom. His wisdom is perverted, it's corrupted, it's polluted, but he is not dumb. If he was dumb, you would never struggle. I would never mess up. If he was dumb, he'd bring you cocaine after church, even though you've never smoked a cigarette. If he was dumb, he'd say, go to the bar after Sunday morning when you've never tasted alcohol. That, that would be dumb. But he uses the thing that you do struggle with. Over and over and over, year after year, because he's wise. That's what he does. He watches human beings for a living. He watched Eve until she finally got alone by the tree. Does it? So he said, You child of the devil, you're an enemy to righteousness. Will you not cease to pervert the ways of the Lord? You're acting like one way, and you're perverting things that are truth and real and holy, and you're messing with somebody's soul because you're not content with who you are and what you've become. And this is why I wanted to preach to you. He said, and the hand of the Lord is upon thee. He said, you're going to go blind for a season. Now, this is what the Lord told me. Ready? I know it's going to be real quiet. But it's just as apostolic to speak judgment as it is be healed. 
I didn't think you'd get with me. You know why we don't see a lot of miracles? Because we have a lot of apostolics who are afraid of confrontation in the spirit. But I've got news for anointing is confrontational. Anointing will cause you to not like a preacher. Anointing will make you get uneasy in your seat. Why? Because if you were perfect and we were and I was perfect, if preaching would not bother me because I'd be above that. But when preaching disturbs you, it's because anointing confronts you and wants you to get closer to God than where you are. And anointing takes no prisoners. Anointing doesn't care about feelings. Anointing is not politically correct. Apostolic anointing stands for the word of God and for the truth. What about oh. There is not a human being in here. That could convince me that the apostles were not confrontational in their anointing. Read the Bible if you think Paul was a wimp. I just don't want to offend people. I'm afraid of what people might say about me. You're not worthy to preach it if you're worried about people's opinion. We want power and miracles and signs and wonders, but we're going to stand up to sin at all. Oh, it's quiet in here. We want the miracles and the power, and we want to tolerate everything the devil's doing also in our house. And we wonder why we come to church, and we pray for the healing, and we know God's a healer, and we know God's done it all over the world. But why isn't it happening in my house? Because you can't be on both sides. You can't sit there and say, I, I believe in the supernatural, but I don't stand up to the devil. You can hate me all you want to. I'm telling the truth. The same, the same mouth, the same mouth, Peter, that stood up and said, rise, take up thy bed and walk, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus. That same mouth looked at Ananias and Sapphira and said, the feet of the men are waiting at the door to carry your dead body out of here. The same Paul that stood on the ship and said, be of good cheer. We're not going to drown in this storm. Looked at this guy and said, you're going blind right now. The same Paul that raised a dead kid after he fell from the loft and died. And Paul raised him up, looked at Alexander the coppersmith and said, you did me much evil. The Lord rewards you for your works. Uh, the same Elisha, that raised a boy from the dead, looked at an army coming against him and said, God, blind all of them. And they all were blind instantly. The same Elijah that raised a kid from the dead called down fire and killed the prophets of Baal. Let me tell you what I hear in the spirit. We have lost our fear of God. When you don't fear God... God doesn't move. What do you mean fear God? I mean, if I really feared God, I wouldn't give in to things. I wouldn't say things. I wouldn't do things. Because I would fear him more than what my flesh wants to do. Oh, it's quiet in here. But I have heard from the Lord that what America needs is a baptism of the fear of God in them. You know what? They, the media can attack us all they want. They would not attack us if God killed somebody in church. We want this cozy, cuddly, cute Christianity that Paul was crucified and beheaded for, that Peter was crucified upside down for, Thomas was speared in the side to death, Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross, Matthew was beat down, chained to the street and beaten with a club, Mark was dragged through the streets until his limbs fell off, and James was beat at 92 years old to death, and John was boiled in a pot of oil, and we want to sit at cute, good old church, make me feel good about myself while I tolerate everything the devil is doing in my world. Listen to me. These men died. Oh, it's quiet in here. I know I'm apostolic. I don't know if all you are, but I know I am. When God called us to this thing, the, he 
died for this thing. He was on a cross for this thing. And we have to be real. Either we love it or we don't love it. Either we would die for it or we'd fold our arms and get an attitude. Either we want God or we don't. Either we believe, either we believe that the same God that opens blinded eyes blinds open eyes. The same God that opens deaf ears can deafen open ears. The same God that can raise the dead can kill the living. Oh, I'm shocking some of you right now. Because that spirit that's loose in here, wants to convince people of things that are straight out of the mouth of hell and the judgment of God awaits. And Paul looked at him, and Paul didn't say, well, I just hope, I just hope he prays through. He said, you're going blind now. What would you say to the enemy if you knew God would back you up? You know why a lot of us aren't very bold? We don't think God will back us up. You know why don't we don't think God will back us up? Because we aren't living it. It's easy to come hear a preacher stand up for it. Much more difficult to stand up at your job for it. I got one guy with me right now, but I'm still, I'm, I'm confronting it, and I don't care if you like it or not. When that spirit gets a hold of someone, it intimidates them in public. Don't want to offend anybody. Not going to worship the Lord. Not going to bring my Bible to work. Don't want to make. Don't want to stir anything up. Not going to pray. Not going to pray at school. Since when has the enemy ever been more powerful than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Am I all right? Since when are we warriors in here and weaklings out there? Since when are we worshipers in here when the song is going on, but when truth stands up, we get intimate? Come on. If you've got the Holy Ghost, act like you've got the Holy Ghost. If you've got power, act like you've got power. If you've been delivered, oh, I feel like preaching. If you've been delivered, if you've really been delivered, act like you've been delivered. Don't be a slave in the house of God. Don't let the devil steal your worship. Don't let the devil steal your faith. Somebody praise the Lord right now like you're free. Somebody praise the Lord like you've been delivered by him. Hallelujah. Let me ask you something. Isn't it time we started walking in apostolic authority? I'm not talking about cursing people for no reason. Don't be crazy. I'm not talking about you witness someone, they don't want to come to church, so you curse them. Hopefully you have a brain. But don't tolerate the enemy Telling you this is how it's going to be, period. Because when they start coming at you that boldly, if you get quiet and intimidated, they'll rock right into your family. They'll take your baby right out of church. They'll take your spouse. It's, they, the, enemy, the enemy is not playing tiddlywinks with you. He's not trying to hopefully trip you up. He seeks to steal and to kill and to destroy. And some people are so carnal, they think they're just living in this world because that's all they can see with their eye. This world is temporary. Heaven and hell are eternal. And I promise you, the devil wants you in hell. And so if he can deceive you or your family member, he'll get you to pull away tolerate it's the spirit of sorcery be careful about being around people that call themselves prophets
or say stuff like, no, people call me a prophet, but I don't, I don't really call myself a prophet. And then they start trying to be a prophet. Because prophets either have it or they don't. Well, it's quiet in here, but I'm going to dig it out. Some people are so in love with titles, but they have no consecration and no walk with God. They're deceivers. The, the truth is they're not prophets. They're sorcerers. You know how you know how a, you know how a you know how a sorcerer, a palm reader, you can walk in and they can all tell you about something of your past. You, can I just help you with something in case you don't understand? Well, they just knew everything about my past. Hello, you have a familiar spirit that follows you around and reminds you of everything you've done wrong all the time. And when you cross over and step into that establishment, the familiar spirit. Tells the witch who's working for the enemy what you've done in your past. Hello, let's expose it for what it is. It's a lie from the pit of hell. That's how sorcery works. That's how the enemy works. But there's not a witch in this world or a false prophet or a preacher with a revelation that's not the truth that should be able to tell you or convince you that what they have is more powerful than what you know as the truth of the living God that delivered you from sin. I'm almost done. I was preaching in Houston, Texas a few years ago. This this, pa- this youth pastor was from Bangladesh, and he said to me that he was raised in Bangladesh. His family was uh, Muslim, and he said he moved to the United States, and as a young man, he met this Pentecostal girl, came to church, saw the power of God, because they can't deny power, real power, Holy Ghost power. Power like last week when the lady came up with cancer in Frankfort, Indiana, and we laid hands on her and she fell down and she went to the doctor the next day and there was no cancer in her body at all. We have the real thing. We have, I wish I could preach it, we have the real thing. And she, he went and married this girl. He became a believer, got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name. And for 16 years, he would go back to Bangladesh, and he would visit his dad. He had four siblings. He visited his mom and dad, and he wouldn't go to mosque with them when they would go to the mosque. And his dad started getting concerned. He said, you come here every year, and you, you don't go to the mosque with us anymore. What's going on? So his dad hired a male witch, a warlock, for the highest-ranking uh, warlocks in Bangladesh. And he went to him, and he said, I need help with my kids, one of them especially. And the warlock said, if I'm going to tell you about your kids, I need pictures of them. If I see a picture of them, I can tell you their name. I can tell you their address. I can tell you what they do. I can tell you what they've done. And the, the, that's okay. So he got five pictures. This youth pastor was the youngest of the five kids. So he shows them the oldest, oldest one. He said, he lives here in, in uh, Bangladesh. This is, this is his address. This is where he lives. This is what he does. He said, you're right. He gets to the next one. She lives in Los Angeles. This is what she does. She goes to this mosque. You're absolutely right. He goes through all four, the first four kids. He nails them, nails their names, nails where they live, what they do for a living. And then he puts the picture of the youth pastor down. And the warlock says, I can't see it. Wait, 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 it gets better. He said, what do you mean you can't see? He says, my son. He said, I can't see him. So the warlock goes and gets this bowl of water, puts all these ingredients in it, stirs it up, and does stuff to the water, and this stuff arises. And he says to the dad, what do you see? And the dad said, I see a cloud. He said, the only way I can describe it is this. Whoever this boy is, is covered by some level of mercy, and he's covered by blood, and I cannot see him. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We have the real thing, and the devil knows it. Let's stand right now. I said you have the real thing. Don't-
Don't be looking for another doctrine. Don't be looking for another leader. Don't be looking for someone to baptize your brain with some revelation that's not in the word of God or is their interpretation. Read the Bible. Believe the Bible. Follow your pastor and submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will. There is absolutely no one in this room, if you've got the Holy Ghost and you're baptized in Jesus' name and you're submitted to that man and that man is your bishop, you are just, the devil doesn't want any part of you. But the second you start opening up your spirit to anything or anyone that's not in the truth or walked away or is a bad spirit, the second you do that, he is as a roaring Lion, seeking whom he may devour. And every spirit of false doctrine that wants to creep in here is going to get destroyed by the power of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If you love the truth, would you clap your hands right now? If you love the truth. I like what the preacher said this week at the conference. He said, how can we stand, how can we say we're going to die for the truth one day if we don't stand for it now? How can we say we're going to be strong on the end time if, if it came down to us and our family and we were to choose God, choose the name of Jesus or, 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 or death? We would choose the name of Jesus to stand for it. And how are we going to do that if we're being pulled by every wind of false doctrine? He said in the last day they'd have teachers that would have itching ears and they'd be turned unto fables. Be careful of anyone that starts to get your ear away from the truth. Just read the book of Amos. The Bible says the lion goes after the lamb and the lion attacks the legs and he grabs the ear. And the Bible says the shepherd has to pull the leg out of the lion's mouth and the ear out of the lion's mouth. Why? Because the two places the devil wants to attack is your walk with God and your ears. If he can trip you up and get in your head and convince you of something that is not true, then the man of God has to go pull you out of the enemy's mouth. Now, you, some of you think I'm not even preaching to you right now. And some of you I'm probably not. But some of you, I'm in your house right now. And you need to listen to me. When that spirit keeps moving and moving and moving and it's not cut off, it eventually gets in almost every house. Seeking whom it may devour. Looking to plant seeds of doubt, discord, division, rebellion. And that spirit uses people to do its job because the devil without people can do nothing he had to use judas to kill jesus he uses people to do what he wants to do the spirit of murder cannot kill anyone unless a human opens itself up to the spirit and then becomes a murderer the spirit of fear cannot destroy you unless you believe what it's saying because it's afraid itself. And then because you believe it, now it comes in and torments you. And you're afraid of some big crazy thing when actually that spirit is afraid. It's the spirit of fear. But spirits have to be exposed, and they've got to be called out for what they are. And any spirit that wants to convince you of any other doctrine any other revelation than what you know in this Bible and what Jesus did in that water when he washed your sins away and when he gave you the Holy Ghost, don't believe it. Don't go near it. Don't let it sway you in your house. And if it's trying to sway you, cut it off and cut the person off and say, sorry, this relationship is over.
Now, I'm going to ask you something right now. I know it's the first service of revival, and you're why are you preaching this? Because when you establish truth, you have all kind of stuff happen after that. The devil does not want any part of Wednesday night or next Sunday morning or next Saturday at outreach or next Sunday night. I promise you, he does not want any part of it. But what I want to know right now, and this is a bold declaration, and he, he'll back me up on this, I guarantee you. Are you with this church or are you not? Because here's why. If you go to the, I'm not talking to the guests. If you go to this church, this is your church, then don't just say it's my church to your friends. Stand up for it. Pray for it. Pray for God to protect it. For God to protect the people. For God to protect pastor. For God to protect bishop. Love it. If you go to this church or if you want to go to this church, I want you to stand up here right now. Come to the front. This is going to be the craziest altar call I've ever done in 14 years evangelizing. This is not an altar call for Holy Ghost, baptisms, miracles of healing. Absolutely not. If you want apostolic authority in your life, would you come up here right now? If you want God to use you, if you want your eyes opened where you see things you don't normally see, if you want the discerning of spirits, would you come up here right now? Would you, if you want the gifts of the Spirit to really work in your life, would you come up here right now? If you want the real gifts of the Spirit, would you come up here right now? You want the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirits to work in your life? Then come up here. The real deal. Not some fraudulent, manipulative, lying snake. You have power, and you have authority. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that when we are done praying, you hear me in the Spirit, things will not be as they always were. You're going to see things you've never seen. Some of you are going to have dreams you've never had. You're going to know things, and you go, how do I know that? It's not because of you, but God's going to open up your eyes, and you're going to learn to walk in the Spirit like you've never walked in the Spirit. Hear me. The Lord wants to give you the ability to discern deception. You're not going to be gullible. You're not going to be tricked. But your mind will be controlled by God. And when God is in you, you can see things. But before we pray for that to fall on you, can we pray for unity in this church right now? Would you grab your neighbor by the hand and would you pray for this church collectively, corporately? Would you pray for pastor and his family and bishop and his family? And would you pray for everybody in here? Would you lift up your voice right now and pray protection and a covering against any spirit that the devil would bring against the people. Let them not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap.
Satan, in the name of Jesus, the plague you've sent to this church stops today in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray a hedge of protection and covering and blessing the blood of Jesus over every child of God in this place. We're about to pray, and spiritual authority is going to be imparted. But until we feel a release to, would you just worship the Lord a little bit with me right now? Would you glorify him right now? Would you exalt him right now? Would you magnify him? Would you put him on the throne right now? Hear me, hear me, you have the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, so you have power according to the Bible and your sins are washed away according to the Bible. It's the will of the Lord for you to go from zeal, knowing about God's power, to dominion, walking in God's authority. Walking in God's power. And so, you cannot just be carnal and let the devil take everything from you like some people do and some people are right now. You cannot just walk around blind. Get your head out of the sand. Don't just be apostolic in here. Be apostolic out there. I remember a couple years ago walking in a furniture store, furniture store, and a 60-something-year-old man came to, a salesman came to help me, and I had seen him there before, and his name was Paul. And I started talking to him. I said, hey, Paul, how you doing? He said, I'm okay, but uh, the devil may got lung cancer. all eating me up right now. It's not good. I said, they, who told you? He said, the doctor said, it's, it's consumed my lungs. I don't know what to do. I said, I, I don't know what to do. I said, do you believe in Jesus? He said, yes. I said, Paul, I know there are people all around right now, but I'm a preacher of the gospel, and Jesus can heal cancer. He said, okay. He said, what are you going to do? I said, just close your eyes. Put my hand on his chest in the store. People thought I was crazy, but I'm not afraid of what people think because I have the Holy Ghost. So I laid hands on him, and I said, in the name of of Jesus, cancer, go. Get out of here now. I looked up, a tear rolled down his eye. I gave him my cell phone number. I said, you're going to call me. He called me the next week, said, Josh, you're not going to believe it. And I went in for the surgery to take the tumor out. When I got in the hospital, when they opened me up, there was no cancer in my body. Let me, we have. We have the real thing. We have it. And the Lord told me that when I am to preach this message, it would not be everywhere, but the places that I would preach it. At the end, if the people received the message, he would impart apostolic authority upon them like rain. It would fall on them, and they would walk in the discerning of spirits like they never had before, and they would walk in power over diseases and sicknesses and spirits of the enemy. They wouldn't just see a carnal co-worker. They'd see the spirit attacking that co-worker. They would know what to pray next time they walked into the work. That's what he told me. I did it last week in Indiana, and insane things happened. All kind of people were delivered. People started getting the Holy Ghost all over the room. People were delivered of the most incredible things the devil had on them because when you have the real thing we call that a gang leader a gang leader walked to the altar and he raised his hands and God filled him with the Holy Ghost and he was baptized in Jesus name two men were married to each other and they were both slain in the Holy Ghost one over there and God filled the other one over there and delivered them that night let me tell I'm telling you it's real you can watch but it's real we have the real thing
And so I'm not out of line. Would pastor and bishop please come over here behind me? And would you lay hands on me while I pray for this church? I'm going to pray right now a covering in the Holy Ghost over you in the spirit. An apostolic authority is going to fall on you. And when I am done, I'm going to ask you to shout the name of Jesus as loud as you can to seal what I have prayed. Would you raise your hands right now by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus? I curse every spirit of the enemy, every false prophet, every false doctrine, every lying, deceiving spirit at work among the people. And in the name of Jesus, release the gifts of the spirit upon your people. Let them walk in the discerning of spirits. Let them have authority over every demonic power. Would you raise your voice and shout, Jesus! Shout, Jesus! One more time, shout, Jesus! Now begin to clap your hands and lift up your voice. Now turn to someone right beside you. Look him in the eye. Tell him, I believe in you. Say it like you mean it. I believe in you. I believe when you pray for me, the Lord will touch me right now. I believe you have power. I believe God can use you right now. Now lay your hand on each other right now. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let the gift of the Spirit begin to operate. Let miracles begin to happen right now in people's houses, in their bodies, in their jobs, in their families. Lay hands on somebody. Tell them God's going to use you. God's going to heal you. God's going to use you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. What would you do if you knew God would back you up? What would you pray if you knew God would back you up? What would you declare if you knew God would back you up? Somebody talk to the enemy and say, it's not going to happen today. God is here. God is here. Let it get on the platform right now in the name of Jesus. Let apostolic authority get on the platform. Let it get in the altar right now. From my right to my left, I pray in the name of Jesus. Give people authority. Give them sensitivity like they've never had. Give them sensitivity to the Holy Ghost like they've never had. Let them have a prayer life that they've never had. Let them be perceptive like they've never been. Let them see things they've never seen. Let them walk in things they've never walked in. God is with you. Open your eyes in the spirit and let God lead you. Nothing. Nothing. Bible says the blind shall lead the blind and both shall fall into the ditch. That's what the Bible said. Don't let the enemy blind you 
to your experience. One man's opinion should not trump your experience that you've had with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm going to give this to your pastor right now, and I'm going to ask one last thing that you just grab that hand beside you one more time. And I'm going to ask you to do something specific. Pray protection over them. I don't care who they are. I don't care how spiritual they are. Pray protection over them from any spirit that would get in their mind or their family. Any spirit that would pull on their children. Any spirit that would pull them away from truth. Can you do that for me right now? Can you pray with someone beside you right now and mean it? Can you pray for them right now? In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit that would hinder your people. In the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit of fear and doubt. Release your power, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I truly believe the Lord has given us a message today. Truly believe this was of the Holy Ghost. Brother Heron referred to it, but I felt this toward the end of the service. And I want us to pray this one more time, and then we're going to go. But I believe that we need to pray right now that there would be some things that would die. I know you don't hear this a lot, but there are some things that have to die. The Bible says, except the seed fall into the ground and die, it cannot come forth. And there's some spirits and there's some things that have got to die for you and I to be free in the apostolic power that Brother Herring has prophesied and preached about this morning. If there's anything in your home or anything that's binding you, I think that we ought to pray right now for every spirit that is contrary to the moving and the will of God to die, whether it be in our homes, in our minds, infirmity in our body, whatever it is that is hindering us from being all that God has called us to be, and that is to be apostolic, anointed men and women that are not afraid to stand for truth and righteousness. I believe we can speak like Paul. Great, the Bible says, greater works than these shall ye do. Come on, let's pray right now. Would you lift your hands? Would you lift your voice? If it's not of you, God, let it die right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit, we rebuke it right now. We cast it back into hell from whence it came. Let it die. Let its grip be loosened. In the name of Jesus Christ.
set your people free, Lord. No longer will we be controlled by spirits that are not of you. You have given us the spirit of life. You have not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. We come against fear right now in the name of Jesus. Loose your people, Lord. God, we speak with the anointing and the boldness of your Holy Ghost. If it's not of you, Lord, let it come to naught and be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. You believe the Lord's heard our prayer today? Come on, you ought to clap your hands. Greater is he that is in you. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Let's get ready for a demonstration of apostolic revival. And it starts today. God bless you in Jesus' name. You're dismissed.